hit it. It always sounds so aggressive when you say hit it. Well, now that you've said that, I don't think I say that before I hit the button. It, it, it precedes the button rather than... So no one ever hears me say hit it because I say hit it and then hit it, which means that the hit it is never recorded. So you're referencing something that, from the viewer's perspective, the listener's perspective, doesn't exist. Yeah, but I, look, let's face it, they're a lot brighter than we are. I did, I've got a lot more idea what's going on <laughs> than I have, for certain. Hit it. There you go. It's, it lives. It's real. Yeah, How are you doing? I, well, I'll tell you, Tabitha Josephine, it's been, it's been a week. It has been a week. It's been a week. Mm. Um, and it's only Wednesday. So uh, that's, that's what you would call, uh, that's what you could damning it uh, ahead of time. Yeah. yeah, it's been quite a week. A week in three days, yeah. Mm. Yeah, a lot of driving today. I was uh, uh, Western Cyprus, all of it. Um, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, uh, the current Mrs. Lennon was, was kind enough to let, me, uh, to let me borrow the beast. So Kiprula. Oh, the big car. Yeah, she wasn't flogged all the way around Western Cyprus. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, air. Does your other car have aircon? Um, well, uh, how how best to put this? It it has aircon. Uh, it can carry a passenger and it can go uphill, but it can't do all those things together. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that rabbit, fox, and and hare thing. You gotta like. How do you get this across the river? This one's got to carry that one, and then you've got to bounce this one on this heads, and you can't leave this one without. Yeah, I understand. Mm. Yeah, and I, occasionally on, on some of the mountain roads, um, I um, get a little bit worried about getting run over uh, because she's not, the, <laughs> she's not the biggest of cars. Um, in fact, I'd probably do more damage to the mm. truck's tyre than she would. But um, <laughs> no, so, so I had the big, the big one, which meant that I could, um, you know, put the aircon on, have a podcast playing do all the random things that BMW and Apple do together, um, which is still <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so all sorts of things just come on automatically and come off automatically and nobody actually knows what's going on. The screen is completely different from the audio. It's fabulous. Wonderful. Um, but it's, frankly, it's better than using the, uh, the AirPods in Comprula and having to close the window so that I can hear something and then boiling to death and think, oh, I better open the window because that's air conditioning, <laughs> mate. You know? it, oh, honestly, it's hard. It's hard. It's been a hard day. Um, I, mm. I, what, what happened to me today? Just a couple of little examples. So the first one was that I'd said to um, a partner, or actually it's not a partner, it's a prospect, that I was going to just swing by and say hi. Um, and I swung by at uh, about 11 a.m., which, you know, I think is, I consider that as a sort of sociable time. I mean, you don't, don't want to turn mm. up at opening time, do you? Um, but, but he hadn't managed to get in yet. Uh, and the, the rest of the team were a little close-lipped about the whole thing. So is he coming in? Uh, probably. Right. Uh, <laughs> is, he, is he usually in by now if he's coming in? Mm, often. Good. Um, <laughs> I see you're the one answer crew, yeah. the one word answer response team. W will I just leave a business card and, and, and say that I'll pop by some other time? Great. Thanks very much. Now you will have a wonderful day. <laughs> uh, so that was a bit annoying. Um, and before that, I had driven on a whim to uh, a place called uh, Polis, which is uh, sort of right up the western coast of Cyprus. And to get there, you have to go up a little sort of mountainy road. Some wonderful views. It was lovely. 
uh, just to go and have a look at it, really, because I think I might be going there for a meeting or two next week, and I just wanted to sort of case the joint. Uh, it's the way I roll. <laughs> Very good. Um, a reconnoiter, if you yeah. will. Yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those things. It used to be a really small place, and it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger, um, and the centre is essentially pointed at the tourist industry, so it's just bars and restaurants. And uh, right now, it's bars and restaurants um, having fist fights over the, any potential customer that walks through. I mean, they, they literally sort of leap out into the street and grab you um, just because nobody can fly here. Well, with the exception of some Russians and some Ukrainians, uh, we're still, yeah. so, you know, not, not quite open, but almost open. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Uh, and then I, when I went to my second meeting, the second meeting was good. That, that was going great. Uh, and then as I was just getting ready to go to my third meeting, I checked my messages to find that meeting four was completely cancelled. No, that's a thing of the past. Uh, and a phone call to, uh, to an, a partner in Spain uh, was also cancelled um, due to the unexpected arrival of Alicante, which means as much to me as it does to anybody who just heard that the unexpected arrival <laughs> anyway there you go so yes it's been a bit frustrating for me today what about you how's your week been it's been all right i'm i'm just working away on stuff uh this is a spoiler for next week but uh i'm i'm going on a little trip next week we booked a little uh staycation honeymoon sort of Let's go away for four or five days because we've not been able to do that and we can now safely do that. So let's do it. So in sort of getting ready for that is a lot of like, okay, make sure everything is ticked. Everything's where it needs to be. If something is needed, it's either given to someone by Friday or ignored for another week. You know, that kind of just checking everything making sure everything's where it is. I have about 19 things I need to hand off before Friday. Uh So just... A lot of running around, a lot of things to sort. Not a. Thankfully, people have been quite quiet. I've not been getting a lot of of sort of teams meetings or calls or anything like that, which is good to get on with stuff. But it doesn't decrease the amount of stuff I have to do. It just means I have more peace to do it. So it's still a busy week, but a quieter week, if that makes sense. Sure. So this is kind of our our schools out sort of ep really, which is why I'm just going to do everything backwards. I think. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, the teachers wheeled the the TV into the room, and we're watching like. Uh, the Mummy with Brendan Fraser on a because it has a sort of very tenuous link to archaeology and somehow that's you know, scholarly and that's that's the link that they've made because they can't be bothered doing anything on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, uh, well, at the end of term, my first end of term that I can remember um, at school when I went to when I went to the new school was they t- they took us all into the assembly hall at the end of term and we watched uh, an up and coming new movie. Called Doctor No. There you go. That's that's, that's <laughs> Doctor No. What year was that? Well, um, the movie I think had been out for quite a long time, or I'm a lot older than I remember that I am. Because um, oh, okay. Because <laughs> did hey Siri, what year did the film Doctor No come out? What no no. Doctor No. No, maybe, Doctor No. Maybe give her a James Bond clue. <laughs> yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll drop it in the show notes because trying to tell a vir- virtual assistant that you want the word no 
while also having the word no meaning cancel everything you're currently doing. It's problematic, to say the least. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's now four and a half hours later. We still don't have an answer from Siri. Um, <laughs> uh, we've, in fact, just phoned MGM and they've given us the answer. Right, so... I'm going to look it up on my phone while oh. you do it in the background, then I'll interrupt. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just, just keep talking, just fine. I'll interrupt with the number. Well... Given that it's uh, it's an end of summer or end of term, end of school year. 1962. There you are. Um, I thought we'd start with quoting. So what are you quoting, TJ? Oh, this is too completely backwards. Uh, okay. My quote is by Steinbeck, uh, of Steinbeck length theme, uh, and some books, I guess, as well. <laughs> yeah, he, he wrote a couple of things, too. <laughs> people don't take trips. Trips take people. I tell you, was Spicy was moved by that. She just burst into barking uh, <laughs> at the very sound of it. Um, That's the dog equivalent of a standing ovation, I think. Yeah, and now Ch- Charlie has run to the door. So he's, he's in the room with me. He's going, what's going on out there? Why am I not involved? Um, <laughs> well, my quote uh, is, well, I suppose indicative of, of the sort of week I'm having. To argue with a person who has renounced the use of reason is like administering medicine to the dead. Thomas Paine. <laughs> Uh, yes, anyway. <laughs> so what about buying? What have you been buying this week, TJ? Mm, buying. Did I buy anything? No, I haven't bought anything yet. I have indicated my intentions to purchase food in the form of we have booked a few places for dinner. Excellent. Uh, so that's as close as I've come to buying anything. So we're going on a, a nice little tour of Northern Ireland, lots of different places here at home. So we're we're not leaving the country and we're, we're doing everything in the car, but there's lots of places that we'd either love to go to or have been once or twice and would love to go back to. And so we're just taking an excuse to kind of go and, and see stuff and do stuff. And, we, you know, we can eat outside where we can because the weather's actually quite nice this past couple of weeks. So, yeah, that's I haven't bought it yet, but that's what I will be buying in the coming week or so. That sounds fabulous. Sounds like a lovely way to spend a few days. Uh, what have I been buying? What about you? Oof. Well, my last, uh, my last uh, Claire package came through and I got hit, what did I get hit for this time? At 50 euros, I think. Um, for Was that tax or just 50 euros Brexit administration fee? Um, no, that's, uh, that was uh, 35 euros VAT and 15 euros admin fee. Uh, the manner and means of calculation remains somewhat mysterious. Um, <laughs> Opaque. Yeah. So, um, you know, a, a couple of, well, no, Two packages ago, I got off very lightly. Uh, this one, I got overcharged. I'm guessing it's just one of those sort of cash flow challenges that you just build into business, really. You know, it could go well. Do you think they just have like a couple of D20s or something? They just roll them like, ah, uh, 36 today. That's what you get. Uh, next, mm, a 12. Yeah, two 12s. You get 24. There you go. <laughs> they just roll dice and guess. Yeah, but I, I think they have, you know, they have little skills tests and scores first. And, you know, you can you can a luck modifier. <laughs> um, when, when, I was, when I was speaking to the UPS guy, I said, so how do they, how do they work this out? And he answered it in a, in a manner that only a Greek or a Cypriot can do. So it's a sort of series of, of, of gestures that sort of indicate how on earth do you expect anyone to know the answer to that question? Just... <laughs> Even the people administering the, the price. Exactly. They, they won't have a clue either. Um, but I, what did he say to me? He said, eh, maybe next time. Maybe the next time too much. <laughs> next. That was it. It was just... Um, it's a very relaxed worldview of like, yeah, 
what goes around comes around. It'll, it'll, it'll sort itself. Yeah, out. I mean, I think from his point of view, it's like you're going to give me the money, uh, and I'm going to go away, or you're not going to give me the money, and I'm still going to go away. Uh, you know, I'm <laughs> pretty chilled. <laughs> the only difference I'm getting on the van either yeah, way. The only difference is I'll be taking this parcel back, or I won't. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so, other than that, what about well, uh, in parish notices. I will be mentioning that that my broadband situation may have may have improved, um, and so that has now sort of opened up this whole world of prospective purchases because now that I'm running out of excuses for <laughs> open brackets, uh, one an outdoor TV. So uh, a lot of Cypriot houses you will see um, from sort of June through till October. Uh, going inside the house is a little bit like sitting in an oven. So if you can, you find some outdoor space where uh, during the evening you might get a bit of a breeze come up. Uh, and it's sort of, you know, it's al fresco. Uh, so if you don't mind being eaten alive by the various and sundry mosquitoes and the like, then you have a little TV outside and you sit there and have a cold drink and, and watch TV outside. Um, we have a sort of, uh, I think pergola might be the right sort of phrase, sort of open balcony. Um, and we've just recently had some people here fitting some blinds who've said, well, you know, you could put something there and put something here to give you some protection and blah, blah. So that means then I would need a TV. Oh dear. Oh, woe is me. <laughs> um, and clearly the, the approved method of doing this is by now a massive of singing, dancing, wonderful TV for the living room and then move the current one to become the outdoor TV. Uh, that will obviously yeah. mean that I'd need another Apple TV. Oh, look, they've just released a new one. Oh. Isn't that handy? Um, I'm tempted. On that note, I've I've almost purchased the new one twice <laughs> and haven't yet. The Cosgrove approach to shopping. <laughs> well, I read some, someone on the Slack had said for every yeah. £100 pounds uh, that right the thing that. costs, take a day. Uh-huh. I think it was Phil. And I thought... All right. Okay. And I, I took 1.67 days and I still want it. So I took another 1.67 days and I still kind of want it. So I'm taking another 1.67 days. Let me see where we're going. Well, everybody else in the Slack was going, don't say that to Cosgrove. He'll never make a decision. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's one sort of set of, of options. But clearly, well, not clearly, nobody would know this. Why would they? The pergola to which I refer is off the kitchen, which is the room most distant from the living room, which is where the modem lives. So what do we need here? Ah. We need a mesh network, TJ, don't we? <laughs> Eero or there's a couple on the Apple Store. Yeah, there's a there's a few on the Apple Store. Um Eero Pro 6 is 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 the way to go. Uh unless you talk to a Cypriot expert who goes, really? What 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 things are you planning on doing in the corner of your house? Um, and I take his point, actually. Um, the he He's initially sort of recommended to me a couple of different uh, Wi-Fi 5 systems. If people don't know what we're talking about, uh, the, the new Wi-Fi standard is 6, um, and it's very new. Um, there's not a lot of kit that has it. Uh, there is an awful lot of kit that, that doesn't get any benefit from it, like most of the kit that we all own, for example. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he's sort of saying to me, no, just get a decent Wi-Fi 5. He's come up with a few options. Uh, and I, I found a kindred spirit, TJ. I, I found one of us. So uh, he then 
didn't answer my sort of response because I went back to him saying, oh, yeah, I like your recommendation, but I was thinking maybe Wi-Fi 6. And then there was nothing for a couple of days. And he said, came back this, this morning, said, look, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you, but there's been a bit of a health emergency at home. Um, right. And then there follows two pages of explanation. <laughs> okay, well, go and check this site, go and check that <laughs> site, and then read this and read that. Because actually, what is it that you want to do in the corner of your bedroom that you think you need to get 800 megabytes for? What you need is a good, solid blah, blah. So I'm thinking, okay, this man and I are going to talk. So um, there, will be a, <laughs> there will be a nice little uh, mesh network to, to make everything else that needs to happen happen. Uh, the first thing being mm-hmm. the outdoor TV. Then um, Mrs. L has always been a fan of security cameras. Um, I think they're a total waste of time. Purely and simply because I used to work in a business that had loads of security cameras and you show footage to the police and they go, well, what do you want me to do with that? You go, well, look, there's a picture of the, the bloke that did it. He's wearing a baseball cap. Well, yeah, but I mean, you, it's useless. Keep it. Oh. So anybody that, that's um, <laughs> very into cameras, sorry, the police aren't. Um, however, Mrs. L does like them. I've always said, look, the problem with cameras is that you then have to put the footage somewhere, um, which is great if you don't mind me buying a Mac Pro. How much is a Mac Pro? About forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. We're not getting a Mac Pro. Okay. That was broadly how the conversation went. But now there are the Logitechs and all that stuff where you can use your uh, storage, your iCloud storage for footage. Yeah. Uh, HomeKit secure video. Yeah. Yeah, and because I'm on the 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 premier who can flip what's it, um, I've got two gigs, so I'm assuming. Do you mean two terabytes? Because two gigs is not very much. Correct. Look, it's a bit with a letter in front of it. Two terabytes. Um, <laughs> it's it's TB not GB. Don't worry. TB GB BB CB. Um, so I got a lot of it. <laughs> I've got a lot of Bs. Right. It's it's many Bs. Orders of magnitudes of Bs. Um, and so. I was thinking, okay, maybe we can get a couple of those. And what she's particularly into now, she wants the camera to watch the dog. Partially because, well, there are babies, but I think more she's just fascinated by the idea of what they get up to. <laughs> I think she thinks they sit there you smoking cigarettes those... and stuff. Yeah. They're, they're doing that poker game thing. That's what they do. The two of them get around and play poker and they recreate that famous painting every time. But you can get those, I think it's Furbo. I can't remember the name. I'll, I'll stick one in the show notes. But it's like a camera with an integrated treat launcher. And it came like fire kibbles out for them on command. Oh dear. Well, yeah, get that in show notes. I will definitely need that. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's that. Then um, what else was there? Well, assuming that the mesh is good enough and I put the last one in the right place, then I should be able to get the mesh up to the pool. And if I can get it up there, then I've got a couple Ooh, of old songs. Underwater Mac Pro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking, you know, a little bit of music up there. different. Because we've got electricity up there as well, no? Um, so I can, I can put some music up there. I can maybe put a little fridge up there. You can have some cold drinks by the pool. You have an 11-inch iPad, don't you? Um, yes. Yeah. No. So you no, I got rid of it. I sold bags. it. I sold it. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you've got another iPad. You, you put it in a waterproof bag, you sink it to the bottom of the pool, you connect it to Wi-Fi, and then you have it playing YouTube at the bottom of the pool. So every time you go underwater, you guys have to watch. But that would be more useful than any iPad function currently in use, wouldn't it? 
probably. <laughs> Although that's all going to change by the time. I just t- like the idea of an. By the time this goes out, TJ. <laughs> yeah. It's www day or something. www.newapple.com. Yeah, it's 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 the keynote. I believe is on the day of release of this podcast. Oh. I uh, I'm Monday. sure they're going to show us. I'll be away. Well, they're going to show us why they've put all these wonderful sort of RAM and everything into into what's essentially a, a plate of glass that can only do one thing at a time. We will see. Very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> I'll have you know I'm reading my show notes and recording at the same time, sir. <laughs> yes, and I'll have you know that you have a little note next to your iPad saying, don't launch anything else. Because every time you do anything with audio, <laughs> yeah, your recording stops. <laughs> I'm just hoping, because otherwise it will just all just fall apart. It's a house of cards. It's a house of cards. <laughs> so there you go. That, that's what I'm buying. I'm buying all the things um, and fuel. Yeah. Because the one thing I will say about the Beast is she does like a drink. Uh, and <laughs> turns out that tearing around through Cypriot Mountain Roads, uh, it's not the most efficient use of fuel in a 3 lease engine. But there you mm. go. <laughs> drinking. What are you drinking, TJ? Duh, nothing exciting. Cordial, juice, just water-based waterness. Um, it's been hot, and I think hot, well, tepid by your standards, but hot by our standards. It, it's breached 20 degrees on many, many a day. <laughs> Good stuff. So for me, it's, uh, it's just lots of water, lots of things like that. I dare say next week I may have a cocktail or two and a few nice drinks, and I will document them for the class. Yeah, I think you should. But uh, this week has been... Just, uh, just boring. Just normal boring. Juice and water and the uh, obligatory coffee. That's about it. Ice coffees, though. I got a big ice cube tray. You know the big, like a uh, one inch bigger than like, an inch and a half cubes. The big, big, big cubes mm-hmm. of ice. Um. So I've been having like one or two of those in a drink, and even at twenty degrees, you put two of those in a drink and. The glass is still got ice in it after about two hours, and you're like, I have nothing to drink. I've drunk everything in my house cold, and there's no more liquids left in this home for this ice cube to cool, and yet it still persists, it still prevails. Very good. Well, it's um it's it's weird actually, because when your weather warms up a little bit, we cool off a bit. Um I I'm sure it's all to do with the jet stream and stuff, but it's um <laughs> It's great for us because June can often be quite, this is when temperatures really ramp up and they haven't, well, they did for about a week or so and they've eased off a bit now. So um, I'm probably only a few degrees warmer than you. In fact, right now, um, I think I'm 19 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same as me. So we're we're the same today. Yeah. Um, And so when, when you start cooling off again, then it's when it starts getting really hot here again. <laughs> we reached 22 that today that's hot enough oh well we were yeah, 26 i think we got today so um we're still still a wee bit warmer yeah um but not as bad yeah. as it can be um no. what was i been drinking i've been drinking all the things uh so a lot of san pellegrino <laughs> water that's that's been my big thing mm-hmm. um i had i did have a lunch by the beach today which was very nice uh where they served me some version of sparkling water that, that probably cost the price of a small house i would imagine but um <laughs> oh dear other than that yeah a couple, i did actually a try oh i i tried a soda water and lime for the first time okay yeah very refreshing one of my favorite drinks it was very refreshing it was very nice and i realized that 
a lot of what I, I was getting from Pepsi Max was just ice and bubbly drink. Yep. Not necessarily the, the flavor. And so swapping it to something like uh, literally soda water and lime cordial was actually really good and sort of ticked the box without being full of uh, aspartame and other nasties. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased with that. I, I can't believe it's taken me 29 <laughs> years to have one, but <laughs> it's not bad. Well, there you go. I mean, any, any learning day is a good day. That's what they say. Right. Reading. What have you been reading this week? Well, listening, reading is still still reading. So Freedom by Daniel Suarez. I'm almost finished. Sat down and listened to it last night. I had to engineer a situation to listen to an audiobook because I, I'm not commuting at the minute. So I literally just went to bed at about nine, turned off the light and lay listening to the, the audiobook, which was great. But you kind of you start to doze off and you're like, well, what did you just say? So you rewind 30 seconds. So you listen to an hour of content and you get. 15 to 20 minutes of content listened to <laughs> sure because you keep dozing or whatever so it's good it's a really good book and I, you can kind of tell it's the point where all the list, sort of disparate threads get tied up um and i was right this book did come out about 10 years ago and there's not been another one so the threads that are being tied up i presume are with some semblance of finality so i i, I can sense all these things coming together there's about an hour or so left of it so yeah, it looks to be a very entertaining ending to what was a very, very good book. Fabulous. Very good. Uh, well, I'm reading a new one. What am I reading? Uh, I, I finished Remote by the guys uh Basecamp. Um, all of these books now have a certain, uh, there's an, a sort of frisson of excitement as, as they write uh, some sort of platitude about staff management, which they then completely fail to live up to sort of a month ago. Um but they're they're good books. They're worth reading. They're very short, uh, very punchy. Mm. Um, and I'm now reading another sort of one around uh, productivity and performance called Peak Performance. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. I've left my Kindle upstairs. But it's uh, a guy who was an elite runner and another guy who was a big, big, big shot consultant for I think McKinsey, uh, who both then burned out, and so sort of. I assume the book is going to take me on a journey exploring uh, how you can achieve peak performance without um, sort of burning yourself to a frazzle, which seems Mm. like a good idea. I'll get a bit of that if I can. (laughs) Uh, Listening. um, Well, uh, new new to me podcast, uh, Justin from uh, Stationary Jason and, uh, well, from the slack of this very podcast, uh, put me onto this one, Bookworm which is um, Mike Schmitz and Joe Bulig uh, talking books, almost exclusively mm. talking sort of productivity, self-helpy type stuff. Uh, uh, so okay. I'm not sure I'll want to listen to it uh, every week because I, I'm going to guess it gets a bit samey. But um, so far, enjoying that. What about you? Have you been listening to anything? Mm. Any music in the, in the TJ world? No. Just music, just like background music, whatever, whatever Apple throws at me uh-huh. um, when I yell at it to play music. Not anything consciously because, as I said, I've been busy and some of the work I've been doing has been video based. So unfortunately, that precludes music because your headphones on and then editing dialogue or editing video stuff. So it's like it's very focused work, but there's no opportunity for that kind of relaxed half your brain to kick in with music. So you end up a wee bit more tired, I think, at the end of the day because of it. So. I haven't really had a chance. So there's been music on, but I've not really been cognizant of it. Yeah, right. What about watching? Have you been watching anything good? 
I did, yeah. I watched a film, yeah. I finished it yesterday. It was one of those rare times that I've watched a film in about four sittings just because I got distracted or busy in between watching it. Uh, and it's 1992's Death Becomes Her. You ever see that? Mm. I didn't see it. I remember the trailers. No, I haven't seen it, no. Yeah. So, just quick premise without any spoilers. Uh, Bruce Willis, in a rare role, not as a punchy shooty leading hero. And it's sort of about, let me see, aging starlets and the, the toxic nature of jealousy and sort of a dark side of LA. It's very, very interesting. Uh, not really what I expected uh, and certainly a bit sort of of its time, you know, the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the same person who made Back to the Future. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, but it's good fun and there's, you know, sort of sort of supernaturally elements in it and uh, people who die and don't necessarily stay dead. Just things like that. But nice to see Bruce Willis in a role where he's not basically just doing Die Hard again, because that's m- most of what his roles have become. Um, yeah. Did did you um, did you ever come across uh, Moonlighting TV show? No, I heard of that. Well, that's um, that's where uh, Mr. Willis, I think, came to sort of to fame, to general attention. Um, ah. And it's much more like his character in Death Becomes Her than than Die Hard. If you see what I mean. I mean, there yeah. is a, an element of action hero to him in, in Moonlighting, but not, yeah, yeah, not yeah, so yeah. much. It's, it's, it's more the sort of fast quips and... Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the softer side of Bruce. The softer side. It was really good. He's, he's a fantastic... I always liked him as an actor, but you kind of... You end up pigeonholing people as well. He's a running, shooty, you know, vest-wearing, yippee ki <laughs> kind of guy yes and then you see him in this and it's a very different kind of character uh and it was just really nice to see him in something where he wasn't shooting people all the time and he wasn't (laughs) he he plays a very nervous character and it's it's fun it's nice to see someone do you know obviously very talented actor do something with a versatile role that's different from what they normally do even though i know this is like 92 so it's not exactly new but uh yeah I, i i enjoyed it purely for his uh, performance as well as the fact that it was a, it was a, wasn't a bad film i quite enjoyed it uh well look out look out the tv series moonlighting watch a bit of that because i suspect that will, will that will really be of its time this is going to be my guess that's yeah. um that will uh, bring a <laughs> smile to some lips um what have i watched uh we're now watching season three of sinner um season two was mm-hmm. uh was was season one with different characters basically um and uh, as everybody knows, my favourite thing, the the lead of season one has now become the executive producer. Um, but she's become, <laughs> it's, it's Jessica Biel, and she's become the executive producer and doesn't appear in it, which, so I'm slightly less bothered by that. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm not overly keen on it, but it turns out that uh, the current Mrs. Lennon's got a sort of streak of completionist running through her as well. and she's. She's gritting her teeth <laughs> to get to the end of it. Um, I did watch the end of The Spy, which is Sasha Baron Cohen um, playing it straight. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, really good. Um, I, I was gripped by that. And the ending, although it's not a surprise ending, um, the ending was, uh, I, I found it very moving, very powerful. 
a great bit of uh, TV, though. Well done, Netflix. Mm. The Spy. Excellent. Yeah, true story. Uh, what about writing? You've been writing with anything good? Yes, just yesterday I pulled out a new pencil. Uh, so it's not the same as last week, don't worry. This is a, I would say, sort of jaguar green. Mm-hmm. You know that dark, rich forest green? Mitsubishi 9800 HB. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lovely pencil. I always like, a lot of the Japanese pencils will have fun little sort of bylines on them. So this one, uh, as I read left to right of the imprinting, goes established 1887. And then it's sort of a nice cursive font, matured. Don't know what's been matured, but it's matured. The Mitsubishi logo, so the same like three diamonds. Mitsubishi with the dash between Mitsu and Bishi. 9800 HB. And then on the far side, it just says general writing. There you are. So there's a nice gradation. Um, it's a lovely pencil. I've had this one a while. Again, this is probably one of my earlier pencils from, I don't know, maybe seven or eight, six or seven years ago. Um, it's just been in rotation and hasn't, it's not even reached Steinbeck yet. So I've only written with it maybe a handful of times and I'm, I'm writing with it now. It's very nice. It's, uh, it's a very Japanese pencil in that it's darker than an HB would be if you're coming from a European perspective on pencils. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they tend to skew a little bit darker on them, uh, which is lovely. And uh, it's very pleasant to write with. And yeah, sharpened up beautifully. Nice, nice, really high quality wood in it. So when you sharpen, you just get really smoothed, almost like finished wood. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. Sometimes when you've sharpened a pencil, if the wood is kind of a cheap quality, there's a lot of voids in the uh, the actual grain. So you get like a jagged edge, whereas mm-hmm. this feels like someone's planed it. I mean, we have sharpened it with a blade, right? But it feels like finished wood on a, on a surface rather than just something that you've scraped with a sharpener. And part of that sharpener and part of it's high quality wood. So yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. You don't see them that often. Um, I don't know where I got this one, um, but it was a while ago. But it's a fun little pencil to write with. All right. Yeah, well, I have to say that I, I'm pretty certain that uh, today as we record, uh, Claire was buying some Veneros. So <laughs> there you are. What a oh. coincidence. Some Topical. Mitsubishi pencils are on their way to Nero's. <laughs> ah. Very nice. It's not often you get one company that uh, makes cars, air conditioners, and pencils. Absolutely, yes. I mean, they are a conglomerate, no less. Um, right, me. Well, I'm writing with uh, an old favourite, a Coeco Brass Sport, um, which is the sort of, you know, pen that can double up as a knuckle duster. Uh, this one has been <laughs> has been run over by the beast twice um, and still shows no signs of wear and tear. And the beast is a heavy, And you had to change car, the tire twice? <laughs> okay, I, we go through tires on that thing like nobody's business. But um, yeah, it's, it's just a cracking <laughs> pen, if you don't mind the blood smell. You know, brass does smell very metallic. Yeah. And very sort of, it, yeah. it reminds me of the taste of blood. Um, but I, I enjoy it. I like it. Uh, and I've got some randomly selected cartridge, which I think is green. It's, it's definitely getting greener uh, each time I write a line. So I'm going to guess it's a, a Coeco forest green or something. Uh, but I have a big ah, box your full ink of matches my pencil. Uh, well, there you go. It's, oh, good Lord. People won't believe it. People would think we've planned it. 
Except people that know us who will know that we certainly haven't. <laughs> um, we definitely didn't. Right. <laughs> well, in that sort of backwards w- approach now, that just takes us really now to parish notices, um, which I've, I've also already really hinted at in that I've got fibre, baby. Um, yeah. So the last, you last sent me a couple of screenshots. 920 down or something. I mean, it's not a gig, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was I was checking the the small print, and I'm I'm guaranteed nine hundred, and should get. Oh, okay, so they're over with the guarantee. Other people in the neighbourhood, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suspect I'll I'll never see a gig, but um, a, a gig. <laughs> You'll never. You've got it. me doubting my bites now. Um, but you yeah, do, it's uh, it's a different yeah, thing. It's, it's quick. A... <laughs> yeah. So. Your internet is now three times faster than mine, and mine has just been upgraded to be five times faster than it was. Um, does that make it eight times faster? No. How does math work? <laughs> it was faster than, yeah, something like, oh, God, yeah. It's much faster than mine was, and still pretty much faster than my currently internet is. Oh, my goodness, that sentence was an absolute train wreck. Never mind. Your internet <laughs> is fast, so is mine. Thumbs up, happy days. But what it has changed is the latency in our conversations because we're talking over each other a lot more tonight than we would normally. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> that's I've noticed that. That's really weird. We're, we're having my... to relearn pauses. <sighs> it's weird. <laughs> well, I'm assuming it must be your end. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, if I'm on 4G, so I don't know here. if it is my end. But... Uh, after... Ah, well, you, you like, throw down the gauntlet like that, young man, then I will live, I will do a speed <laughs> test. There we go. Just see what we're getting. Internet? Never heard of it. What are you talking about? So it replies. Um, yeah, okay, so this is great podcasting, obviously. It's a live speed test. I can, I can report that at the moment, it looks like we're going to be hitting about 938 down. So yeah, nine hundred thirty nine point eight down, and my up, up, is uh, this is a bit bizarre. Maybe somebody will understand the reasoning for this, but my up is throttled to a hundred. Um, and as far as I know, fiber is synchronous, so they could give me the same up as they do down, but they throttle the maximum you can have is a hundred up, uh, which is what I've got. So there you are. Huh. Uh, yeah, nine 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 three nine down. One thirty six up on the phone. So, mm. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> My fibre's bigger than your phone. I have no idea why that would be good, but uh, <laughs> it, it does at least mean that I, you know, I can now have people throwing jargon at me on Teams calls and Zooms uh, from from all directions, and I, uh, I can in high definition roll my eyes at them. What about you? Any parish notices your end? Oh, no, not really. Um, uh, I suppose I'll, I'll I'll drop a little hint here. I will not be on next week's episode in any real sense. I'm going to make a little cameo, but uh, we have something planned. Hopefully it'll come off the way we've planned it. If it doesn't, there may be just a weird tiny episode or some sort of apology from Stu where he just profusely asks for your, your sympathy and... and uh, 
and confidence while he uh, does an episode on his own. But hopefully it'll be what we've planned because uh, I'm off on my jollies for my honeymoon belated. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to enjoy my five days away. Uh, but we're going to do something a little different and I'm still going to pop in and say hello at the start and maybe the end just to just so you don't miss me. Well, I'll tell you what I'm not going to miss is your phone signal because it's awful. I only heard about 50% of your words then. I'm getting... Uh, well, that, yeah, you're coming through okay, my, but there's a really long it. delay. This is the three-pin plug. The first pin is Stuart Lennon. You can buy his collection of reasonably priced notebooks and stationery supplies at nerosnotes.com. You can read his writings on writing at stuartlennon.com. If you want to see photos of his dogs, Spice and Charlie, you can follow him on Instagram at stuart.lennon587. The second pin is TJ Cosgrove. He created Wood and Graphite, a collection of over 150 short films on pencils, paper and other collected analog ephemera. You can watch it on YouTube, by searching Wood and Graphite. If you like looking at photos of coffee, keyboards and a black Labrador called Blue, you can follow him on Instagram at team underscore Cosgrove. The third pin in the three-pin plug is this show, 1857. You can support the show by leaving a review on iTunes, or the podcatcher of your choice, the efficacy of which is debatable, or by sharing with someone you think would enjoy it. Perhaps even nip over to nerosnotes.com and pick up a few lovely notebooks or fancy pencils, it all helps to cover the cost of hosting. The three-pin plug is brought to you by me, Gerald, a totally normal human being, and certainly not an AI-based neural voice generator. Thanks for listening, back to the show. Gerald is such a professional, we'd be lost without him. <laughs> I'm hoping that the uh, the audio lag thing that we've been trying to fix in the interim while he's been uh, showboating has actually been fixed. Well, I mean, there's only one way to test it now that I know the approved method. Go for it. One, two, three. Got it. Okay, that's that's like less than a second. That's grand. We're fixed. We're back in business. Oh, yes, there we go. You- <laughs> You can go on holiday now, Cosgrove. I thought you'd broken everything. <laughs> While Gerald was doing his thing, we were frantic, frantically in the background trying to fix the audio lag that we had. It was almost three seconds of lag between what Stu said and what I heard and vice versa. And so to fix this, I was like, well, I'm going to count to three. And then you just tell me, not really thinking through what I was supposed to do, like what you were supposed to do with that. And then I sort of start, stopped counting. One, two, three. And then you went, I'm supposed to do something. So I was going, Stu, there's a, there's a 12 second lag. And you're like, no, I just haven't said anything because I'm not clear on the plan. I've, I've been thinking. I was just thinking. It was thinking time. <laughs> it's fixed. There we are. Ish. Well, and I mean, very, very apropos, if you'll excuse the French, uh, tonight's subject or topic, <laughs> as we like to say when we're podcasting. Uh, casting the pod which for those of you not adept in uh, deciphering my silly, silly episode names, it's about podcasting. It's a very meta episode. Well, there we go. There's, there's three bits of jargon. Now I've completely mystified. <laughs> I thought it might be interesting to talk about making podcasts. Uh, you, as a man who 
didn't know what a podcast was until I invited you to do one. Uh, and now who has more of them than I do, uh, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about what you think they are in comparison to other bits of content, uh, why you enjoy making them, if you do enjoy making them, and uh, what we see you know, of this, uh, both in the industry and, and, and our own little slice of it. Hmm. Well, what is podcasting? I think for me, it's still pretty much a mystery. So um, <laughs> I have a, a bunch of podcasts that I listen to that I really would miss if they went away. Yeah. Um, and, and I have a definite sort of style. So I like conversational podcasts. Yeah. Um, I'm not so wild about scripted ones. Um, there, there are some decent scripted ones, I have to say, and there are some sort of investigative journalism ones that I've really enjoyed. Um, the Missing Crypto Queen, that was one that I really liked. But generally speaking, it's, uh, it's listening to some people uh, have a chat, and regrettably, often it's listening to uh, a couple of sort of privileged white guys having a chat. Middle age, don't forget middle age, that's an important part of it. Well, yeah, but you're not middle-aged. I mean, you're still adolescent, pretty much. <laughs> well, it depends on how planet. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm quite hopeful that I'll get sort of transplanted into some sort of cyborg body when I reach 90 years old. So maybe this is like a one-tenth life crisis, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> exactly. And um, it's all it's all relative. And <laughs> so, so trust me, you're not middle-aged because that would make me old. And we're not going there. <laughs> Okay, we're, we're not going there. So um, I quite enjoy that style of podcast. And therefore, I suppose, inevitably, that's the type of podcast that I make. Yeah. Um, and when I say I make, um, I don't. <laughs> so I'm very lucky in that I it's, work with a bunch of people who do all the work. It's more um, of an executive producer position where you're like, you know, you know, that that pesky thing of the this, the, the hosting. I'll sort that's my side of this. I'll sort the hosting. <laughs> You can do the, you know, the, the recording and the editing and the artwork Listen, and the show notes. It's those. very, very, very <laughs> difficult to type in that little digit number on the back. That's tricky. Now that's I very don't. tricky. <laughs> I am very, very glad that we have the split that we do because it, it plays to the stuff that I'm good at. And it means that you don't have to get bogged down in doing editing when all it would do is make you unhappy and the content take longer to come out right it doesn't help anyone uh so i'm i i like the split that we have and i, I don't want to cast any aspersions on you i like the partnership we have in this i think it works really well but i think you'll always get that there'll always be uh, a different levels of investment and b different levels of involvement in the production because there are people who mm -hmm. are more behind the scenes than in front of the scenes and there'll be people who are the the, the flip of that for me i've always kind of done a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I've always liked to be able to make things. Uh, and it's only really since Wood and Graphite that I've decided to be on the other side of that a little bit. And podcasting is a funny one because a lot of them, as you say, are middle-aged white guys talking about something that interests them, which is grand, right? But it is very, it's a very homogenous voice. When you think about all those the various podcasts out there, it would be great if it was more diverse more people involved, more different viewpoints and and lives and 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 perspectives, I think is really important to get across. But 
it's always a little bit egotistical to be like, my opinion is worth you listening to. Welcome to my opinion. You know, it's 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 a strange thing. And sometimes I sit back and try and extrapolate and look at what podcasting is and what I do it for. And it feels a wee bit like, yeah, my thoughts on pencils are super important and you should listen to them. And that feels a wee bit gross. And I'm like, I don't want to be that guy just yelling that I'm the, like, I don't know anything, right? I'm just a person who likes pencils a little bit too much. And I have thoughts and feelings and ideas on things, but they're not necessarily any more important or valuable than anyone else's. I think the thing that makes me keep doing podcasting is that I really like the conversation we have. It's because it's a conversation with you. It's not me trying to spit like, ideals and concepts uh, down to the masses that's not what this is about it's about talking with someone and a lot of the time i learn more than i i talk about like i learn i get take more from the podcast intellectually than i ever put into it because there's a lot of me working things out on air or i'll be like why is this a thing what's that how does it i'm thinking of this and then you'll go yeah well that's just like the time you thought about that and i go i forgot about that i hadn't thought about it that way or i not grasped the point and now i have so for me it's a nice way of externalizing a lot of the thought processes that i'm having and kind of chatting it over with a friend like you do in a pub well like you used to do in a pub and yeah way back when way back when in the before times and for me it's a really useful process and that's why i keep coming back to it because i enjoy it because it's it's fun to ta- to chat with people it's fun to share those conversations about things that interest you. And I think that's at the heart of so many podcasts. It's this thing either fascinates, terrifies, or interests me, and I must share it with other people. Yeah, I mean, I I think about this increasingly um, as an expat. So I've been an expat most of my life, uh, on and off. Um, And by expat, I, I simply mean that I've been sort of living away from home. So when I was 18, I headed off to Paris because I thought that was a great idea. And I lived away until I was probably 30, I'm going to say 30, something like that. So 12 years. I went back to the UK for a little bit. Then I went expat again for a few years. Then I went back to the UK for 10 years. And now I'm an expat again. So um, (laughs) as an expat, I've always observed that there are some, uh, being an expat has some consequences to your social life in that there's a sort of, there are limits, there are constraints, unless you happen to be one of those people who just speaks all the languages fluently instantly. (laughs) Um, When you're living abroad, you're culturally sort of displaced and linguistically displaced. And what tends to happen um, is that uh, you gravitate towards people of your own nationality or at least your own language. So you'll find a lot of uh, British expats hang out with Brits uh, and or Australians, Canadians, Americans, you know, anywhere where that, that link is easier. So, um, you know, to a great extent, Americans, Australians, New Zealanders, Brits all treat a pub in exactly the same way. <laughs> it's sort of, we all know why we're here what we're doing what the <laughs> etiquette is uh, and that etiquette will be very different from how you might use um a greek cafe or a french bistro or, or whatever so because of that 
you live in this really sort of intense it's like a it's like a distilled world where in, if you think of living in um belfast i mean what's the population of belfast half a million i have absolutely no idea cereal no let me look up while you talk oh good lord um whatever the, the population wherever you live if you compare that to the expat population of somewhere else it's huge 280,000 so 280,000 well when i was uh first in prague or in budapest the expat community i.e brits and americans was probably 200 <laughs> so that that was where you found all of your friends that's where you found your mentors that's where you found people you wanted to socialize with to to play sport with your whole life came out of 200 people and so this whole expat thing meant that unlikely friendships were formed some of which persevere but the majority of which don't because they were friendships of convenience to a great extent so i might go for a drink every friday with a bunch of guys who ordinarily in our own country we probably wouldn't either like each other or get on or go out we would just be culturally diverse but because we were we had that common thread of being mm. expats that sort of forced us together and so what what I see that, that podcasting does, uh, both as a listener and as a producer, is that it it's the opposite of that. So I can listen to the type of conversation that I am not going to find in my expat world. Yeah. There's a lovely, lovely tavern around the corner here, and there's some really nice people that go to it. Most of them uh, have an age difference that you and I have, but the other way around, I'm the youngster. <laughs> so I, I regularly play golf with people who are over 70. And that, there's nothing wrong with people over 70. In fact, on the whole, I'm a big fan of people over 70. However, that's probably not something that would happen if I were living in the UK. Yeah. And the conversations that I will have in the tavern around the corner here um, with with people are not the conversations that, that I can tune into on a podcast. A, because these people have got better things to do than talk about Apple's um, latest thing. Um, and B, because, again, there's a sort of cultural difference where, um, I'll tell you, Brexit, Black Lives Matter, any of those subjects come up in an expat community. And even I retreat from the conversation because there are some people with very different views from me. Um, and, you know, some, some of those views I find abhorrent. Podcasting gives me the opportunity to find the conversations that I would probably look for if I were in a larger society back in, in my case, in the UK. Mm. Um, and I think that's the appeal of it. As to why we do it, well, it's the same as you. I mean, I, I, I enjoy the chat. I mean, you record it and then put it out on the internet. Okay, well, if that's your hobby, that's fine. You can do that. Um, but I often forget that we're recording, as is evidenced by my mic discipline. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a chat. It's, uh, it's fascinating to get someone else's view. 
Um, at times I sit here, mouth agog, thinking, where the hell's he going? Where, where's he off to? As you, <laughs> uh, as you verbally process some, something. And, Meander into uh, the stream of consciousness that I'm currently having and then drift off downstream. <laughs> Well, then I find myself 10 minutes into a monologue thinking, well, now, where, where was I going with this? Where did I start? Why? It's 1983. Who? The summer was warm. <laughs> exactly. I can tell you who was number one. Um, <laughs> so I think that's probably why, mm. you know, why people listen to it. Well, I, I guess they'll have their own uh, opinions, but I can only say why I listen to different podcasts. It does feel... Um, like being in the best ones, like f- feel like being in a in a bar or in a coffee shop, uh, listening to some some people who interest you. Yeah. So, um, you know, what do I like listening to? I like listening to uh, Syracuse and Merlin Mann, um, both of whom are um, slightly mad. I think. Um, I I love their conversation. I love the fact that they riff off each other. I miss. More probably fifty percent of the references, um, but I don't mind because I know that that they're um, riffing off each other. They're enjoying each, each other's yeah um, sort of oddities, or if you like, or idiosyncrasies. Uh, so I really like that type of podcast. I like listening to the tech ones because there are people who know who know stuff, <laughs> know a lot more stuff than I do uh, about these things, and hearing their take and their opinion. There are times when I want to argue. I suppose that's the, the frustrating thing, and um, particularly as, as a lot of the ones I listen to are in America. So if I want to listen live, then I have to be up at a silly time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when, when, I, when you hear sort of Apple tech people, people who are really into Apple's tech, sort of musing as to why Apple does this and does that, you know, I'm screaming at, a, at, at, the, uh, at the phone saying, it's because it's a business, you muppets. <laughs> they're, they're there to make money yeah this is not a complicated thing. they're not they're not there's yeah. not some weird divination right that you have to perform <laughs> to figure it out why are they selling why are they selling that ancient macbook because people are buying it you halfwit <laughs> why are they science. selling products for for money what do they want money or something absolutely yeah i mean it's the the old apple tv the old apple tv at that price is terrible i can't imagine why they're selling it it's called margin john <laughs> it's, it's not a new concept old son it's uh in fact some people would say it's one of the key things to get right in running a business um and it in many ways that's what i love because i'm sure i've got huge blind spots um, um and apple people do too when people are talking about Apple, tell these massive blind spots about, well, you know, it's, I mean, it's this and it's that and it's the, um, but I do like the fact that you do get some disparate voices and you do get people taking Apple to task and saying, well, mm. you know, why are they doing this and why are they doing that? Um, and also because I learn things and I think, uh, if anything, what I'm trying to do now is seek out new podcasts and just try and listen to one or two episodes of something that's not. Uh, on my normal playlist yeah uh, to try and discover stuff um what did i discover the other day that nearly blew me off my chair and i've not listened to it yet because i will get to why in a second but um you you may have heard of this fellow it'll be difficult if you just if you just reach back into your childhood memories there was a there was a singer an american fellow called bruce springsteen he did 
he did well. He did all right. Um, came out with a couple of decent songs. And he does a podcast with, do you know the answer to this? No. Barack Obama. <laughs> the two of them talk about being guys, because they're of similar ages, um, being a father, being a man in the 21st century. And they just chew the fat. Now, when I heard that, I was like, I've got to listen to that. That sounds fantastic. Ah, yes. Well, it's, uh, the, they met uh, when Obama was first campaigning. And um, I, I suspect he was probably a bit of a Springsteen fan. And uh, <laughs> Bruce is a, was a bit of a fan of his. And they just got talking. They'd be, apparently, they you know, genuinely are firm friends. Um, so I'm, I'm quite interested to listen. The reason I haven't listened is that it's a, a Spotify exclusive. Oh, do you have to have Spotify Which, premium for it? No, I don't think so. But you can only listen to it on Spotify, which uh, riles me unreasonably. Riles yeah, me. Whack it onto the web player. Web player. Uh, yeah, well, I've got no problem actually downloading Spotify and listen to it. I mean, it's not costing me anything, is it? Um, it's just, just the whole idea that podcasts should be free and available to all and everywhere. Yeah, and, there's a weird um, podcast or this weird sort of hanger on in terms of the last sort of free contest a bit like the wild west no one until recently had kind of put the gates on various podcasts it was always a quite open anyone can start one anyone can run one and that you know with the obvious things in there with quality notwithstanding but it Mm -hmm. it was always just yeah you can make a podcast you could same way as you can make a website no one's stopping you the the bar to entry is low. The costs are low. Do whatever you want. Yep. That no one may ever listen to you, but you can put it out there. And then more recently, with you know Spotify and a few other, I think Apple's now doing their premium subscription thing to various mm-hmm. podcasts. Well, is that launching today ish something like oh. that. Yeah. So yeah, now I think those gates are beginning to close on the the sort of gated communities of content, which is actually a better episode title. I might use that. But <laughs> it's it, it it's beginning to close off now, I think, however many years into podcasting we are now. But yeah, I think the idea that they should be free and open isn't is a good one in, in general. But also then you you open yourself to that. I mean, we don't run our podcast uh to make any money. Uh, we don't make any money on it. Um it sort of notionally supports Nero's and that people may shop there when they hear us talking about it. And I make sure to put links in. If there's stuff you sell, I'll link to you first. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, this is not a, a money-making podcast. It's not out there to drive sales and, and convert people and build yeah. funnels and all that stuff that makes me cringe. But <laughs> podcasts Tell generally... me about something you love, TJ. <laughs> funnel sales. Didn't you say funnels. websites? Where do you, make, where do you make a website, TJ? Is it Squarespace? <laughs> Other website providers are available. Um, yeah, it's it, whenever you have something that's free, people always need to make money to make it viable uh, because the people who are doing it as a hobby, i.e. you and I, make up a small proportion of the people doing it. As you, you know, over time, there's more commercial interest and commercial entities in this sphere. And so they need advertising to exist. I'm not, I'm not putting a dampener on, on advertising. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's whenever... Every podcast is sponsored by every you know, the five different brands, whatever food prep service, website builder, um, 
sales management team suite thing. You know, there's like nine or ten things that sponsor most of the podcasts you listen to. And that's where it gets into the, I don't want to listen to this advert again. I've heard it on nine different shows in three different days. Everybody's plugging the same thing. That's where it gets a bit tiring for me. And it's this double-edged sword where if you want the content to be free, which is that you're not paying anything to listen to this produced content, then you need to deal with the advertising. And some podcasts get around that by having, you know, Patreons or membership tiers and blah, blah, blah. Mm, They kind of cover that cost and let the episodes be ad-free. And other ones just sort of intrinsically roll with the fact that podcasts have adverts and that's just the way it is. And I think well now there's there's the dual model, isn't there? Where you can uh, you can pay to be a you know a member or a patron or whatever, um, and get yourself an ad free feed. So yeah, both options are sort of laid laid open to you if you want them. Yeah, and I think that that's not necessarily a bad thing to have that choice. And it's a bit like it's a bit like television had gone in in the terms of like free view. Um, TV, normal TV, like I have an aerial and I'll watch it at the same time everybody else is watching it. TV, I don't really watch that. Haven't really watched it in years, but it exists and I can watch all of that content for free is a misnomer because you still pay pay your uh, TV license, but you're paying nothing per program to watch the content. You know, all this Mm -hmm. well-produced soap operas and TV shows and movies and news programs, it's all free in inverted quotes. But you have to sit through maybe four minutes of advertisements about pizza to get there. And that's just the nature of of content. You know, (laughs) podcasts are not really any different than anything else in that respect. But I do think it's nice to have the choice because I really don't like adverts just because of the repetition, I think, mostly. And and being able to opt out for stuff that I really like, I, I will. And I have done in the past. I've supported podcasts I like in the past with membership schemes to get back catalog, you know, they've done old shows and things like that. And that's fun. But yeah, I think it's an interesting one because I think podcasting is now mature enough to kind of go the route of everything else and get that tiered system where you have like the free view of podcast and then all the other stuff that is various levels of freemium where you're you're paying somehow, but maybe not money. Yeah, and I think... You know, what's likely to happen is you'll see a sort of um, segmentation to a certain extent where uh, if there is some content that you really want to pay for, uh, then you will. You know, I mean, that's what Apple TV Plus has been trying to do. You know, what's going to be our, our killer series? What's it going to be? Oh, it's going to be for all mankind. It's going to be for all mankind. It's going it's, it's to be Jennifer Aniston. Oh, give me Ted Lasso. But <laughs> boom, it worked. Um, and people have, you know, stumped up the cash for that and all of that that that's going on in those those media will 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 come to podcast to a certain extent i think um shopify are trying shopify no i don't think they are spotify, spotify? Are trying. <laughs> um, and you know various other people have have had little goes largely podcasting sort of just persists because there are so many big podcasts that are free, um, you know, funded by ads or membership or whatever, um, that people don't see the need to put, to limit themselves. Yeah. Um, 
and I guess it's it's you know like anything else. Some people go, okay, well, I'll if ATP or you know any one of the big tech podcasts becomes, um, you know, subscription only, then there will be a an amount of people that will be happy to pay that, and there will be others that will go, no, there's alternatives that I can listen to that are just as good, or, or you know, not quite as good, but you know, people will make their own decisions. And yeah. I don't think for a second ATP planning on doing that, by the way, but. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. And as you say, you and I probably don't have dogs in that particular fight. So Yeah. Um we we make podcasts um with you know, there's a, a minimal investment in terms of money. There's a uh I suppose a significant investment in terms of time. But uh, yes and no. We I do mean, it because we want to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, realistically in terms of time. We record for, what, 90 minutes a week? Ballpark. Mm -hmm. uh, edits probably take me about two hours total for editing and then uploading. Now that I've sort of refined and streamlined it, but it didn't, it didn't use to, but I'd say now about two hours, say two, two and a half. So for me, the, the involvement is, a, you know, a light hobby. It's like four and a half, five hours a week. Mm -hmm. And it's spread over two days and none of it's very intensive like oh my god i have to sit down and record an episode with Stu like it's not stressful a wednesday night is my ah oh, great I'm just gonna kick back chat nonsense for 90 minutes with Stu. that's that's not work that's not hassle that's like me being teleported to the uh, you know beside your pool with a a beer in my hand and we get to chat for an hour that's a nice sure. wednesday afternoon for me the the editing i kind of have gotten to the stage now where i can do it quite quickly and i can also meander through other bits and pieces because mostly i'm just listening through again to make sure there's nothing mm -hmm. a broken or b offensive that i need to, to do something about so you know the, the very thought <laughs> it's just the editing and whenever you look at the time involvement i'd say it's on par with any reasonable small hobby you might have you know if someone said i do four hours of gardening a week that's not a big investment you know? Sure. Uh, but yeah, um, it's only sustainable well, because we want to sustain it. You know, if we yeah. were driving, driving, driving to get seals and numbers and funnels and whatever other verbs and nouns you can put together to make money, I don't think A, I would have any fun or B, we'd make much money because the audience that listen to us, presumably, are not here because we're trying to market to them all the time, but they're here because they enjoy... Mm -hmm sharing in the conversation that we have and the slack is a great way to do that because the slack is a uh, like the third person in the conversation you know we reference that we go into it we look at it and it feeds into what we talk about and it has a direct impact sure. on, on the conversation and so that's a nice kind of way of us including listeners without physically or verbally including listeners which we've done on the christmas episodes but there's a there's probably a graph somewhere charting the exponential difficulty curve in adding people to a podcast. So one person, flatline. Two people, exponentially harder. Three people is just impossible. Four people is witchcraft. And more than four people has never been done. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it's... Uh, speaking as someone who doesn't do any editing, utter nonsense. <laughs> oh, rubbish. <laughs> Just, just get them all chatting. You'll be fine. Just uh, you get your Apple pencil out and stroke here and a stroke there, and you'll. Be... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Ah, but yeah, podcasting. I do enjoy it from every aspect. I enjoy listening. I listen to a lot of um, I listen to a lot of Australian comedy podcasts on my relaxing. There's about three or four. Um, just turns out Aussies are quite funny. But that I listen to. Uh, now and again, I'd listen to sort of non-fictiony, like like the Tim Ferriss podcast. I used to listen to that quite a lot. I don't really listen that much anymore just because I'm not in that sort of entrepreneurial efficiency mindset anymore. But I do Mm -hmm. enjoy, I think he puts out some really great content. Um, Yeah, I mostly listen to comedy podcasts. There's a few, way back when I used to listen to Scott Sigler, who's a science fiction author. He basically serialized a lot of his first books. And so you literally listen along uh, episode by episode, chapter by chapter to these books. Uh, And this was literally 10 or 12 years ago. Uh, and it was brilliant. It was such a good time listening to this. I remember going on family holidays with my black iPod classic uh, plugged in with the headphones, listening away to these little podcasts that I downloaded because they only existed. Podcasts in my world only existed on the iPod because that's the only place I could put them because it both had pod in the name. And mm-hmm. I just remember listening to an entire book across the journey of this. And there was, it, it was full of adverts for stuff. But it was brilliant and it was such a great way of listening to it. It was very much like the old sort of sci-fi serials you get in the fifties of like <laughs> the newspaper or the magazine or whatever had the next nine words in the story and tune in next week for the next nine words and, you know, split over the next 52 years, you might hear the the short story that they're talking about, but I enjoyed it. I have for a long time and I th- I hope that I will going forward. Uh, yeah. Why not? Why not? Indeed. Um, I suppose we should say something about um, the cost of entry. Uh, We record, um, I don't think it's a secret, we record on iPad. Mm -hmm. Um, TJ edits on iPad. Yep. So what we do, uh, we break all of the podcasting rules um, insofar (laughs) as we um, don't have a backup audio. Nope. (gasps) So uh, TJ and I speak on one device. Uh, the phones, generally, uh-huh. uh, on one of those wonderful, wonderful uh, messaging services. Um, so you can use uh, Zoom, you can use Skype, you can use WhatsApp, you can use like well, use Facebook Messenger, I suppose, if you want to do, uh, or Signal. Uh, we tend to use Signal more now, um, although we're right now live on WhatsApp because of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because of uh, the lag problems previously identified. And then we record on Ferrite, which is a, a really good app for the uh, for the iPad. Uh, we both have iPad Pro, I suppose. I don't know if that makes a difference, but I imagine it does. Um, and then we have microphones plugged into our iPad. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't need an expensive microphone unless you've got a really fussy editor. Justin, hi. How are you? <laughs> um, so so um, uh, we both started with Yetis. Yep. Which Blue you can Yetis. buy on Amazon for 60, 60 quid, something like that, I suppose, I think. I think 70, 80, probably for the newer one now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they plug into your iPad. You know, obviously, it's an Apple piece of kit, so you need a dongle. Um, that's it, isn't it? Pretty much. I mean, we used to use Audacity, which is freeware for recording. Uh, Now we use Ferrite, which I think is like 15 pounds or something, but it's well worth every penny. 
Um, yeah. I mean, or Dusty uh, on the computer or Ferret on the iPad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to record a podcast, all you need is a microphone and something to record with. You could record an entire podcast on your phone, uh, Android, iPhone, whatever. Um, quick tip, plug in. If you have plug in headphones, mine doesn't have a headphone port. So if you have plug in headphones or if you have Bluetooth headphones, use those because they'll be closer to your face than the microphone or your phone. Uh, record. I mean, there, you can make a podcast with the voice memos app on your phone and string those together in GarageBand or something, or Audacity. There are free ways to do this, and then you can host them on something like Anchor, which is free to use, free to host. So the bar to entry can be zero if you're willing to do a little bit of work and figure out different bits and pieces. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, it varies. I mean, then you get to the other end of the scale where people have like 1,500 pound, really, really nice vocal audio mics that are tuned and attenuated perfectly and they're they're in soundproofed rooms and they have incredible backups of the recording iPad or a recording computer and then a backup one and then a backup backup one and then one that just records the room noise so they can take that out and then, you know, an audio mixer person standing by to give you the thumbs up and the red light that comes on. You know, there's some really highly produced stuff. And I think we started with the idea of like, let's make this sound amazing. And then we realized that the content like, oh, I think our podcast sounds pretty good. And I really am not a fussy editor. As long as there's no loud noises or coughs and things in the track, I tend to just let it be. I have a little bit of noise cancelling, a little bit of things set up on Ferrite that I just use every time. But mostly what you hear... He's talking yeah. about the fridge. The fridge. Boys and girls. The fridge is okay, right? I've tuned it so the fridge is now mostly gone from most episodes, I think. Uh, let me know mm-hmm. if it's not. But for me, I can't hear it when I'm editing. and. I try to keep it what you hear is what we talked and what we said because that's the and we don't do music apart from our intro. We don't do sound effects apart from the odd, you know, swear word I buzz out. It's generally speaking just verbatim what we said. And I think that lends itself to the idea that this is just a conversation between two friends that you happen to be listening in on. And that's part of the appeal and I suppose part of the turnoff for some people who don't like that personal close content they don't want something that feels so uh, i don't know personal yeah yeah i mean i could say it is what it is and one of the joys of not chasing audience is that you you don't have to be overly concerned by that sort of thing yeah um but yeah i mean whatever what else is there to it um i suppose what i would say is um if you do have questions about podcasting and you think we might be able to answer them, which is not, not necessarily a done deal. <laughs> um, get, get in touch with TJ or with me um, on any of the, the things on the socials. You can get me through Nero's notes. You can get me at Stuart Lennon.com. Uh, Stu Lennon on Twitter. Man. Yeah. Best to shout about it in Slack listening. though. Cause then there'll be other people yeah. who will correct us when we're inevitably wrong. Stay, stay with me here, TJ. Stay with me. What yeah. I was going to suggest is that get in touch with us so that you can join the Slack. Ah. Uh, we'll send you an invite, <laughs> and then in the Slack, um, yeah, by all means, ask. And uh, I don't think there's anything we do that we keep secret. <laughs> so somebody ask us, we'll tell them. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, again, I look, I look back at 174 episodes. This being the 175th, not counting specials and D and D specials. And I think, you know what, that's a really impressive volume of content. And I've thought about it before. Like if we make it to 200 episodes and then we both decide, you know what, we're done. 
That's that's not currently the plan, by the way, but I'm just rounding up because it's a nice number. If that happened, I think I'd be happy to look back at 200 plus hours of conversation and go, you know what? That's a really fascinating conversation between two people that is mundane, certainly in a lot of ways, but also very human in that we, we are two human beings talking about things that matter to us. And we can go back, you know, two years and listen to me complaining about a fridge or a car or a book or a podcast, something. And mm-hmm. it was a very real representation of me at the time. Or you can tell me a story about something. And that is a very real representation of you telling a story in a moment in time. And I think that's really sure. nice to have as a time capsule of, of thoughts and feelings over time. And if nothing else, I'm proud of it for that. But I think sharing the conversation is useful and it's interesting. Well, we'll let the audience be the judge of that. <laughs> uh, 1857 voted most boring and least worthwhile podcast of 2021. But it does help me sleep. <laughs> it's like white noise. <laughs> I've been Stu Lennon. And I've been white noise. No, I've been TJ Cosgrove. Remember to make the past, the present, in the future. This was a very meta episode of 1857.